Hey, I'm Lynn Rogala. And I'm Allie Diliberto, and we are coming to you from the ladies' room. So we can talk about removing stupid, frustrating, and toxic shit from the world in a way that's not prim enough for the dinner table. Okay, welcome back to the ladies' room. We are in the ladies' room. We are in the ladies' room. And it's funny because for our listeners, there's been no gaps. But for me, it feels like forever because when I was on vacation, we recorded a bunch ahead. It just feels like only chaos has been happening since we were last year. Right. And Riley was all impressed. She said, oh, is there not going to be one because we were on vacation? I said, no, we did it ahead of time. And she was just stunned by that technological achievement. (laughs) My mother is so brilliant. I don't even think it was my brilliance. I think she was just really impressed that the technology to do something like that existed, that I could cue them up and then we could go hang out on the beach in Michigan and they would just get posted like normal. I didn't know before your trip that being on the beach in Michigan was really a thing. Even though when I was a kid, I went with friends of my families to Traverse City, which is the beach. Oh my gosh. That's where I went on my first date to see, um, what was that? Jurassic Park. Very mm. exciting. 15. Traver- Traverse City is now ultra fancy, ultra fancy. Like um, Mario Batali, I think, has a house there now. I love him. It's become I don't know so, if I love him. I just like that he's Italian. It's become so fancy up there that normal people don't even, can't even afford. I don't want to say it's not that he's abnormal, but the people that used to vacation up there, like going up north. It's so funny when I grew up in Michigan and this all, all the, the good beaches is only really on the West side of the state. Lake Michigan has gorgeous Caribbean quality sand. It's pure white. It's so beautiful. Um, and people would move to Michigan and, and then people who lived there would say, we're going up North for the weekend. And the new people would be like, I thought we already were North. <laughs> no, you have to go farther North. Cause then you're on vacation. Right. So, and we went, um, We went in the water of Lake Michigan. It was 65 degrees. Nice. Yes. And my little Tucson baby, I was trying to get her out there because she wasn't born here, but may as well. She was four months old when we moved here. I said, no, you get used to it. It, It's not as cold. (laughs) (laughs) The big lie. But um, we went out a little ways and she's like, oh man, it's cold. And she wasn't wrong. It was cold. And then she went back in and then she goes running past me without her glasses. And she said, I'm going in. And this older couple said, we're rooting for her. I said, yeah, you should. Cause she won't go in the pool if it's not 85 degrees, <laughs> but she we had very thin blood. Yes. We went all the way out and she even put her head under. I did not put my head under. I was afraid I would black out. Um, <laughs> it's so cold. I passed out. <laughs> I, we went camping once when I was a kid, we went camping on the shores of Lake Huron way up North at the tip of the state and um, tip of the lower peninsula. And we washed our hair in the lake and oh man I almost did black out it was really oh yeah cold. I've been really in the water when it's that cold in Michigan yeah. yeah but anyway so we're back and I'm in Salt Lake where it's like a five million degrees and so hot that it may and dry that it makes Colorado look like a rainforest and you know what's funny Tucson is a rainforest right now it has been raining because you're getting all the rain I was we're jealous getting- of your rain today oh my gosh it rained it rained a ton while we were gone the whole yard is in bloom there's, there's basically trees that took root and grew while we were gone. <laughs> That's how Tucson <laughs> is. Like you get one rain and everything grows like five feet. Nice. Um, and it's just been raining and raining. We've had a ton of flooding and it was only in the seventies here today. It was off. It was awesome. It was wonderful. 
No, it was, I'm sure it was like a hundred here. Yeah. Thankfully the rains are here, although it got super humid this afternoon. This is the most interesting podcast ever where we talk about the weather. <laughs> How dare you? Let's talk about my Indian food obsession. Okay. Well, well so, wait, just so that people know to stick around, we are going to talk about <laughs> woo on this one, but we're just going to meadow you a little bit. If you don't know what meadow reporting is, I don't know why you're even in the ladies room with us right now, because <laughs> we really, I, I've been listening to, I always listen to them back and I realized we sound like a morning show. So if you're not here for I that, resent that. No, in a good way. Like a good I don't know one. what a morning show sounds like. So it's just like a radio, you know, like a radio morning show where the people are just entertaining for your drive into work. Oh, I was thinking like TV, like oh, princess no. up and no, 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 like a pumpkin spice latte to impress your neighbors. No, Sorry, like the morning. like the radio DJ morning shows where they banter and giggle and tell funny stories. We, if that's true, then people should definitely be able to stick their head in so we can, you know, call in and we'll, yeah, call in and we'll play you a song. Let go. <laughs> Let go. Let go. That's fantastic. Are you going to call this podcast Woo Too? I think I'm going to call it Woo Woo. I'm either going to call it Woo Too or Woo Point <laughs> Woo Too is funnier. I think it was, I think I was going to do it. I had a name for it. Now I can't remember. But Wu Tang. No, no, don't even try. Wu Beaver. I <laughs> Wu Beaver. I've now have a complex about how I don't know if something's called what I'm calling it all the time, and then I just think Beaver to myself. Yes, that's become our new, like the X factor. Like if you don't know, we just <laughs> insert in Beaver. <laughs> just, just plead Beaver. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Wu. But you start, you talk about your Indian food and then I'll tell about my present and then that'll launch us into, it's not even my present, it's Eric's present, but I've decided it's my present. Okay, perfect. So I'm comforting myself that I'm back in Salt Lake. We had to come here like emergency, went back to Montana and now we're here for Sunday. We had to come back like emergency, like six days ago or whatever. But um, I, you know, I really don't want to be here, but we're going to be here for six weeks. So I've decided to comfort myself with all the things we don't have in Montana, like Indian food. And, um, and I had Indian food the last four meals in a row, core power (laughs) yoga. True. (laughs) And I'm so glad because I've been nagging you about your self-care and your well-being. And so I'm delighted. Although for me, four meals in a row of Indian food sounds like torture. (laughs) Today, I was like, maybe I'll have something different for dinner. And then I was like, or I could just have Indian food again. So it is pretty glorious. I'm really enjoying my Indian food. So it's like us eating uh, perch in Michigan. (laughs) We ate every perch. 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 It's a fish. It's a kind of fish. Perch. Perch. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's a very common fish. They make it many ways, most of which are fried in Michigan. It's delicious. One of the ones I remember walleye. Yes, that too. We didn't eat any walleye, but a lot of perch. One was crusted in pecans. It was amazing. Glorious. Oh and a gosh. cherry sauce. Cherry sauce because it's cherry season. That sounds fantastic. It was delicious. But not quite as good as Indian food. And the best part is they have Indian like fast food. And you can like, but it's not like fast food. It's just like hur- you hurry up. Like you can text in your order and then just walk in and pick it up. And that's amazing. And then today... I got a samosa, samosa, see, beaver. Is I, that, am I, I saying it right? See, I don't know because I don't like Indian food, so I don't know any of it. 
curry. I think they're called mm-hmm. samosas. Okay. But this one's like deconstructed and it's like a bowl with little baby fried samosas. And like, and it's made me very, very happy. I was laughing because you texted me. We were talking on the phone and you were telling me you were <laughs> eating this amazing Indian food. And you, and then I got a text message because of course I have a special text message for Allie. And it is this, it's this imperious, like princessy sound. <laughs> like it sounds very feminine and also like a little thing. So the little flutter came in like, why are you texting me? And you said, well, it's something I can't say. And it was that there were a lot of actual Indian people there. So you knew the food was going to be good. <laughs> was, and it was phenomenal. So right. I've just it's really like, been enjoying my Indian food. Like the one thing we don't eat when we travel is Mexican. We all agree that we live in Tucson. There is no way we're going to eat, my, especially if we're up north in Michigan. We're not eating any Mexican in Michigan. The, Me- the, the Mexican in Tucson is so good, so abundant, and so everywhere right. that we never eat it when we're outside Arizona. It's just no point. Man, I remember when, now we're just talking about food, but I remember when I came back from Italy and then all I eat was like Mexican food for like two weeks straight. Yeah, I bet because I they because they don't have anything like that. Right. I remember when I was in France in college for six months, every once in a while, I would go to McDonald's just because I was homesick. I would just sit there and <laughs> eat French fries and like be homesick. And oh, actually, really funny. so I, okay, this has nothing to do with this podcast, but it just, remember, this is the podcast where I get reminded of stories and I tell them. It's in um, the ladies room. We can talk about whatever we want. I had the sweetest thing happen. Um, I was in there getting my homesick French fries. Um, which I don't know, remember what they call, they don't call them French fries. And this older man came up to me and he, he was speaking in very broken English. And he asked me if I was an American and I said, yeah. And he told me this whole story about how, when he was four years old um, on a, like on the day that, that France was liberated during world war two and how the Americans walked into town. And he told me this whole long story um, in his broken English. And it was just really lovely. That is really lovely. It was very sweet. Like he just went out of his way and to express gratitude. Um, And I was like, that's really cool. And also how neat to hear someone's firsthand account of such an important moment. I've been listening to all kinds of stories from World War II lately, like my audio book processing. So you said I've been learning all kinds of new things and And remembering things I forgot. We just started watching... um, how to be a tyrant on Netflix. And so we watched the Hitler episode last night. So that was very interesting. Please send me all your best notes. I'm just kidding. My (laughs) husband's like, she doesn't need any lessons. No lessons necessary. Eric and I used to watch um, the, what is the, is it cold case files? Um, You're asking me about TV. (laughs) Um, Beaver, beaver. Now I can't remember. I'm just blanking on it. But anyway, they talk about, um, they talk about like unsolved cases or maybe yeah, it's yeah. even called unsolved mysteries, whatever, or, or sometimes solved. Usually they're solved. The ones we watched, I can think of the guy we were watching it when we were visiting my family, but anyway, um, Eric and I used to pretend to take notes during those, like, how did, <laughs> how did he bury that body again? You know? And like, well, <laughs> that's a big mistake. We should definitely, but we pretend like we pretend like we were hiding the notes from each other. Right. Right. <laughs> that's adorable. Yes. I've told people many times our marriage before never we end in divorce, but it might end in a double murder. 
<laughs> right? Somebody is going down if this continues long enough. Okay, before we get back on track, I just feel like this is very funny and I'm going back to Italy. But if you can find Mexican food, like something in Italy, you might be able to get like a jar of old El Paso, which you're going to pay like $6 for. <laughs> <laughs> like Peanut something butter. that wouldn't be good here. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. move. Okay. So I'm going to tell, but I'm going to tell the story about the present that was Eric's, but I decided is really mine. Okay. And then it'll launch us. I don't even know us- what the story is. So it'll be perfect. Yeah. It'll launch us into woo because um, it'll right. help us kind of pick up where we left off. Um, woo, and if you haven't listened here we to- go. If you haven't listened to the Woo podcast yet, please do, because it's got one of the funniest stories I have in my whole entire life about yoga and cat pee. Um, okay, okay, I have so. to tell this story really fast. I'm really do sorry. It. So we were driving home to Montana and John was in the car. So Peggy's sleeping in the car with her feet propped up. John's driving. We're like exhausted, right? So I'm like, let's listen to our podcast, which I never do. I was like, but let's listen to the Woo podcast because it's so freaking funny like it'll amuse us and it'll lighten the mood. And then I won't have to get Lynn to tell you all these stories. It's one-offs. So I forgot that in the beginning we bantered about how our husbands are never going to listen to this. And I said that he tried to buy me like a birthday present of like an African woman village leader outfit. Right. Right. And he was like, and so I was like totally shamed. And he was like, you're exaggerating. And then later, um, a friend was over and she was like, no, she's not exaggerating at all. But I got myself in trouble talking about John, but I did it to myself. Yeah. I've got to be careful now to talk about Riley now that she's listening, but I've never said anything embarrassing about her on here. No, you're way more appropriate than I am (laughs) in in every respect, basically every way. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Eric came home today. He teaches at the gym a couple times a week. Um, this super fun weightlifting class. It's weightlifting set to music. I love it. I haven't been in forever, but he teaches twice a week and he came home and he said, I have a surprise, like a present. I said, Oh, yay. And he walked in and it was, um, eggs. Someone gave him a dozen eggs from their backyard chickens. Oh yeah. Um, You did tell me. Yeah. Well, I didn't tell you the story that it reminded me of, which will launch into the woo. So, and I was so delighted and he knew I would be delighted because I love that kind of stuff. Like I insist on buying, um, happy chicken eggs and he makes fun of me for it. And the brand of chicken eggs that I buy has a chicken newsletter in it. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. For real. Is it like printed on the lid? No, no. It's actually a, a loose piece of paper, like a little tiny, it's little bitty. It's not like a big it's not eight and a half by 11. It's a little wow. bitty. It's like not even as big as a post-it. Um, and it's got, and I learned something one time I didn't know about fairy eggs and um, which are, if you don't know, they're like practice eggs that the, that the really young chickens lay that they, they're not really eggs. They're like malformed. They don't have a yolk. Are you or making this like, up? No, no. It's a real thing. Like when they, it's practice kind of like their first it's kind of like their first period, right? It's not quite regular. It's not quite, oh my gosh. I mean, that's what an egg is, right? It's chicken period, but whatever. Um, you're so, ruining eggs for me. How dare you? <laughs> well, you don't eat fairy eggs, but it has, and it has like a chicken of the month on it. And it's a little picture of her and her little story. Um, and he makes fun of me. He's like, yeah, that chicken of the month is in the whole foods case now. And I'm like, stop it. And like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but Fair. okay. So then this leads into the woo because we left off kind of at the end of the Woo podcast, we kind of left off a little bit at oils. Like I, I fast forwarded and said the thing about the women coming through my space right now, but we left off kind of where I started using oils. And so 
you, I was kind of playing around with them. And then when you and I were at the therapy retreat, you got me really into it. I got a big, kit. I feel like it's important that you say yoga therapy and not like, it makes it sound like oh, we were at I some kind of like <laughs> mental health intervention. Yeah, like we, we, were trained, <laughs> we were training as yoga therapists. We were not in not at a therapy retreat. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but yes, we were training as therapists. Um, oh, and I had some yoga therapy done on me today and it was amazing. Um, and one of the, one of the exercises she gave me to do was to, I, I have a tendency to, if I'm going to like go back and forth, I go left first and then right. Um, and she said, I want you to go right first and then left anytime you're turning your body back and forth. And she said, see what else shows up in your life. If you might start having ideas differently and stuff. I loved that. The idea that it would start to repattern, not just my fascia on that side, but my brain. But anyway, so I came home with a huge, big thing of oils. Um, and I went into his office where he always is his little man cave. And I said, okay, this is what I did. And this is, I want us to start doing this and here's why and blah, 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 kind of giving him the whole spiel, basically like oils is part of our life right now, because in our, (laughs) in our marriage, like I bring stuff in and then Eric, like he doesn't really maintain it because when we talk about the working genius, I was kind of surprised. I don't want to talk about working genius now, but, but anyway, he just kind of keeps, I always want to talk about working genius, but yeah, we'll talk about it on the next one. Or maybe, maybe (laughs) depending on which order we publish these, maybe we just talked about it. I don't know. But anyway, so he's sitting there, he's listening, listening. And I'm like, and I want this. And I want us to start getting rid of this and maybe do this for Riley's asthma and blah, blah, blah. Kind of giving him the whole spiel, like the whole sales pitch. And he just listens. He doesn't say a word. And then he pauses and he says, I'm not getting chickens. And I laughed really hard (laughs) (laughs) because that's how well he knows me. He's like, he's kind of doing the math in his head, right? Like I know where this is going. (laughs) Pretty this soon she's growing armpit hair. Right. And yes. we're getting chickens. Yes. So we need like, to have a line. I am not getting chickens. And he's said that so many times. I'm like, I'm, he says, I'm not going to shovel one more thing shit. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, so he knew I would be so delighted with, and they're, they're all the different colors. Some of them are blue. One is green, you know, kind of creamy colored ones. Like I just love, there's something about farming. Wait, wait, what are, oh, the eggs, the eggs. you got today. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what the are eggs colors? That- the eggs that, that he got today. So he knew he came in like triumphantly carrying them because he knew how delighted I would be with well, yeah. um, these backyard chicken eggs. But that it just reminded me um, of that funny story where he just knew, he just connected the dots. So, and I, <laughs> I will confess that I was thinking about it at that point. That really? that was gonna, well, you know, I was kind of, so remember this was the woovolution and skimming <laughs> more into all that natural stuff. And so um, like we're getting rid of the toxins in our home and we're going to eat healthier food, not organic because that's just marketing bullshit, but, and whatever people are going to be pissed. I don't care. Um, but, you know, just kind of cleaning up the way we eat and everything. And so backyard chickens was kind of, you know, in my space at that point. So he just I knew, feel like if you know, didn't make your own baby food, you should probably not have to have backyard chickens. I know. And really, if I'm honest, I don't really want to have backyard chickens. I want to live next door to someone with backyard chickens who will trade them for me for something I like to do. Yes. That's the way the whole world should work. Right. Um, when we lived in Maryland, we had, there were lots of places just driving down the street. You could just stop and buy a dozen eggs for however much. Um, and we actually had uh, milk delivery from a local dairy 
I miss that so much. I loved it so much. That was really nice. When um, in Montana, we have this place called the Kalispell Creamery and a few grocery stores carry like real fresh milk, like cream on top. It's so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. That's what this place, glass bottles, the whole bit. Oh yeah. That's very charming. Mm -hmm. But we had some, uh, we had some at home and then um, I think Josie was home and she was like, I, she couldn't get her head around it. She was like, this is, what is this in my mouth? Why is the milk? Cause she just got the cream on top. We're like, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> you got the best part kid. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they delivered milk, cheese, ice cream, cream. Um, they had a little bit of meat. You could get fresh turkeys from them, you know, turkeys that haven't already been injected with the saline so you can brine them. Um, I do miss that. In Tucson, I didn't about the- know they, um, they injected turkeys with saline, all turkeys. Like when you get a whole turkey. Yeah. Usually, usually I, saline makes it sound like it's contact lens cleaner. They inject it with some kind of like brothy type stuff. Like watery. Um, yeah. But we like to brine a turkey, but if, if it's already been injected with that, that brothy stuff, then it's way too salty if you brine it. So we always get a fresh one. Okay. Although we've switched from like that so meat is where eric gets obsessed um we've switched from the brined turkeys more he's more into like frying them and stuff like that he's, we've got one of the turkey fryer things all right got it okay so this has been weather and food back to woo or else i'm going to start back. talking about the sous vide oh man don't get me started <laughs> no back to woo so when we were talking about the woo to kind of rewind, we had kind of left off at oils and you had stopped, you had stopped it because we were already at an hour. So it was very wise of you to stop us at that point and said, I feel like we're leaving out so much. We want to do a part two. So we were talking about where I kind of got into oils and then that where I am right now with it is really energetic, but you wanted to go mop up some of that stuff in between. Uh, right? Yeah. I was like, there's okay. a lot of good stories here probably will not even be able to skip or scoop up most of them right now, but it'll be good. Okay. So I'm going to count on you to do the scooping because I was kind of, on Oh man, you're putting me on the, on the spot. And I didn't even know this was going to happen. Well, so now you can think on your feet, not on the toilet, but on (laughs) your feet. I got to get in the bathroom. Hold on. (laughs) I can only think when I'm actually sitting on the toilet. Well, I don't even remember where we were at. So we were talking about that um, you and I are both, both got into like the physical side of the oils. Oh yeah. And and then we started exploring more of the emotional side and we kind of stopped it there. And I fast forwarded a little bit and said, one of the things that's happening in my life right now is I'm encountering a lot of um, women who are kind of into the woo things. And it's almost like they need permission. Like they come through my space and I say, yeah, you've got permission. And it actually reminded me, I saw this great t-shirt when we were on vacation and I made a thing, like a little picture of it, put it on my Facebook that said, um, we are the granddaughters of the witches. They couldn't burn. (laughs) Um, and that's kind of, there's, there is definitely this awakening or I don't know what, like there's, and I don't know if I'm moving in new spaces, if those spaces are opening up for everybody, if it's a combo of the two, Um, but there's so much more of that 
in the conversation now than I've ever experienced as far as like moving more in the feminine. Um, so I had started talking about the emotional energetic of the oils and that's kind of where we left it. Yeah. Okay, good. So at the time there was like, when we both started using oils, there was this like very concrete experience with like oils for replacing, you know, a lot of things in your medicine cabinet. Like there was just like this kind of natural, like let's return to just trying something natural first before we go with something synthetic or chemical or whatever. Right. Um, like and we were getting a headache instead of ibuprofen, try it first. Right. And you and right. I both were never, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but, um, I came up with a little tagline, like it's for oils are for the space between going to the doctor and doing nothing. Um, because we've got a lot yeah. of things where our choice is up to not even up to now, because a long time ago, there was lots of choices, but in modern day, it's like, well, for this, you can either go to the doctor or do nothing. It's like, mm, both of those don't feel great to me. I want something in the middle. I want to, I want to try something. Yeah. And I can remember stories from my grandmother. Like my grandmother was never, she was in her eighties when we started using oils. Like she was not super impressed. She was just like, well, yeah, duh. And then we're like, well, why don't you still, like, she told me this story. My grandparents were in an orphanage. Um, you know, they were like house parents in an orphanage that my grandfather actually grew up in. And then he couldn't be employed. He was blind in one eye. And um, so he couldn't go to world war II. So they ran this orphanage. My mom lived there till she was 11. Um, but she told me the story that always haunted her about this little girl um, whose parents had like put her in a bathtub and lit her on fire. Two kids, <gasps> I think. Horrible, right? But my grandma was like, yeah, remember that story? Like we put lavender on that little girl every day. And I was the kids every day. And I was like, man, um, you know, like just a lot of that wisdom that just got lost. And I think right now there's, there's like a look, like a longing for things that are more like just whole, right? Like when we talked about philosophy, there isn't like the, the female philosophers didn't get recorded for right. the most part. Right. And yeah, so we're very... looking for wisdom and things to integrate. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And it's very brain logic focused and not that those are bad. It's not an either, or we're looking for the and. Right. Right. Like this so, is your brain and your body. Heart, right. Soul, and so mind, that was and just like, yeah, everything, right. Like how do we put it together? But we also entered into oils in this very logical, like, mm-hmm. you know, this works for this in your body, this works for this and that your body. And a couple of years in, we kind of started to diverge into, and I can't even remember exactly how that happened, but I don't remember into, into oils for emotion. I don't know if it was when doTERRA created their emotions and their, I don't think it was the emotional oil it wasn't, line because no. we were already pretty far down that road. But in the beginning, I, we were both, I think really skeptical, like, okay, <laughs> we're going to put some oils on and it's going to connect. It's going to bring out like truth or like, but yeah. And you say emotional, but it's really, it was really like the next level. Cause I feel like entering into any, I'm going to use oils as an example, but I think this is true for a lot of this, like holistic, which is you enter into the physical space, then the emotional space, then the spiritual space. So we, we entered, you know, into the physical space, sleep, asthma, all that stuff. Come at me Mm -hmm. FDA. I don't care. 
Um, and then we were using them for emotional stuff like stress, um, anxiety, anxious feelings, yeah. as the FDA would like <laughs> us to say, right? Um, and uh, low mood, whatever bullshit way. <laughs> I hate the way we have to talk about oils, but like I have a lot of, a lot of like genetic and environmental um, anxiety and depression, like pretty severe. Well, no, not severe. I don't want to say severe, moderate, like clinical. Um, and so I was using oils for that, like a ton. Like um, I remember posting on Facebook and I, I posted a bottle of balance and I'm like, when I start yelling at Pandora, it's maybe time for this. Um, because I was <laughs> screaming at the radio, like, um, like, yeah, you shut up. I hate this song. Right. As if anyone's there as if, yeah. Right. I'm psycho. But um, I'm just, wait, wait, I'm super happy that you just brought up balance because I haven't even got to tell you the story that happened to me today. I just, I was in, too. excellent. So I was in the yoga studio, um, in the locker room after yoga. And there was like a group of women kind of hanging out. And then there was a super young woman who, I mean, she, she might've been not even 18 yet. And she was talking to like her mom and her mom's friends about this hemorrhoid cream that her mom had got from some like witch doctor in um california like years ago and like, it was, like actually the best witch thing. doctor or just an no but just like you know oh, yeah half a toad mixes together like she was never going to get it again and so i said for hemorrhoids which i was like i didn't even know young people got hemorrhoids i thought this came with children but then um i told her like i interjected and was like oh um i've heard you know i know for a fact that doTERRA balance oil is really good for hemorrhoids and they were like oh man we gotta write that down I'm like just remember we're at yoga it's the grounding blend right you know y'all yeah you'll be able to remember it because balance is that's so funny because balance is one of the emotional one of the original like emotions Mm 1.0 when remember they had that quadrant right um and so it's supposed to be grounding but yeah emotionally too and like who knows there's probably and this is where it starts to get into because again I don't want to make this oil podcast right um where uh, like there's probably something about hemorrhoids that is like, you know, your root chakra being <laughs> disrupted or something. No, for real. <laughs> I know, but I'm just laughing because we really at some point started to consider that if you needed, you know, on guard for your, you know, for the protective blend that it is that maybe there was emotional protection that was needed at the same time too, like things like that. Yeah. And spiritual protection, but it is like, so we started really, so we did the physical, then we did the like emotional, maybe like the, the, the most basic way. Like I feel mad. I feel sad. I feel right. You know, but then you took that train so far out of the station that it's never (laughs) come back. (laughs) You say that like, it's bad. You came with me. <laughs> I came with you. Of all the people the in my it's life, true. you you knocked on my door for this work more than anybody. I mean, that's true of everything true. in our life, but um you're you're magical when you bring all am, those pieces together. I am magical. So then we started really exploring. At first we were I was calling it oils for personal development because it was still very like which I, I super it? hated. I was like, I know. Mm, no. But, I still don't know what else to say for like spiritual shit. Oils for spiritual shit is probably the better way. I still kind of like everyday magic, like things that that. should be accessible and tangible. Like you hate everyday magic. Everyday. Well, we can maybe let's, let's not fight in front of the kids. 
All right. Let's fight later. <laughs> <laughs> then we can make up in private too. <laughs> I can call you while I'm showering. I know you love that. Um, so we started really playing around with that. Um, you can shift like that. That's kind of where we left off on the, the original woo podcast is I'm, I'm super diving in and I'm saying me, cause it's kind of my work, but you're there with me too just reaping the benefits and playing with me in, in the space yeah. um, of the energy, like the energetic, like, and it's fun because. Um, wait, like wait, I wait. Have- this is so interesting because for me and my brain, I never really separated. Like you have it cut in three pieces and uh-huh. I never did that. So I kind of, I love it. It's you're right. It's interesting. It's separate, it's a, it's but I never evolution. Yeah. I mean, a three-part evolution. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. I was just like, oh yeah, it is really different than oils and emotions. Like, I mean, you know how much I love emotions. So, right. you know, I just <laughs> shoveled it all into something I like. Oils more. for empathy. No. And remember when I did that talk and I made up three women and um, yeah. so I, I gave a talk where I was talking about helping people with oils. And I said, you know, this first woman, blah, blah, blah. And I listed all these physical problems she had and then what she right. used oils for. And then the second woman, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was like, um, you know, stressed and, uh, anxious about her family and all this stuff and how she used oils emotionally. And then the third woman, blah, blah, blah. She's chasing her dreams and she's going after that. She doesn't believe in herself and whatever. And then at the end I was like, and these are all me. Ta-da. Um, Ta-da. And, in, and in my mind that shapes up as like kind of the three step forward. And I think it's not just me. I think a lot of people, and some people never go beyond the first one or two into the spiritual energetic space, but no, those are really distinct, like oils for, I mean, like Eric, he loves oils too. And I would say he's still in stage one and two, he uses them physically and then he uses them um, emotionally. And it's very sweet. He'll text me and say, boy, I put on balance and adaptive and just my whole world comes together. Um, and uh-huh. he's an engineer. That's not how he talks, but you know, <laughs> he does about oils, but I don't know that he would go into like energetic hook removal, right? He might do it. If I said, okay, I'm going to do energetic hook removal on you. Hold still. He'd be like, all right, I'm not getting chickens, but fine. Um, <laughs> how long is that armpit hair growing? <laughs> Come and measure my, no, we talked about that. My armpits are lasered, so I can't go there if I wanted to even, which, which I don't, I don't want to be gross. I'm not a hippie. I even have on my on my website a, a certified non hippie seal. I'm like hippie adjacent. <laughs> what does like, that mean? <laughs> um, so adjacent is one of the things that if you're if you're not it but you're like near it, then you're a whatever adjacent. Okay, got it. Um, so I'm being like technical and dorky at the same time as being funny. <laughs> Only if someone understands you, Lynn. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> Well, I mean, nerd humor is the best. No, it's not even nerdy. Like I'm trying to think (laughs) where the adjacent, I, whatever I'm not, let me explain that theory to you real quick. No, Um, no, no, beaver, 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 beaver. (laughs) Um, I think not that the emotions and spiritual are very, very distinct because there are a lot of people in my life that I could hand them if they said, I'm, I'm feeling really anxious. I could hand them an oil and they would use it. But if they said like, I don't feel like God loves me. And I'd be like, Oh, let me get you some oils for that. They would be like, get out of here. So I think that's really interesting. And I'm curious, like, you know, how you said it's like a 
progression. Like the physical is always the lowest, lowest hanging fruit. Right. And then it moves up. Yeah. But we see now so many people entering in at these other entry points and they're really not as interested in the physical. So what do you think that's that's true? Yeah, that's true actually. And I think maybe they're coming in the other direction because I guess I was like, I was speaking about like my community when I first got into oils, you know, physical is acceptable. It's kind of the, it's the woo thing, right? Like if you're into woo, then you can jump right into the oils for spiritual and then maybe work your way into the oils for physical. Um, and actually when I talk to my friends who are more woo, um, we have a completely integrated conversation between the physical, emotional, and spiritual, because they understand that it's all the same. So they've just kind of adapted that somewhere else. I think maybe it might be that they already look at themselves as so integrated that they don't make a distinction between a sore throat and a failure to get your point across. Yeah. Right. Like, cause, um, it's so funny. So many of the women I've been working with lately, you included, um, there's something going on with their throat and their ability to be a self-expressed and it manifests as pain in the throat. So that's interesting. Sorry, I accidentally hit mute and I was like, um, for a really long time and you didn't respond. So I knew I had accidentally muted you. And um, I was like, I'm waiting for why Allie. isn't Allie responding? Why aren't you um, she's probably muting so she can shove food in her face, but that wasn't even happening. I couldn't mm-hmm. resist that samosa. Anyway, um, I'm curious. Well, now I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about Indian food. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, it's so embarrassing when this happens in public. Come back. Um, What were you just saying right before that? I was saying that there's been a lot of women in my space in the last couple of weeks who are experiencing a simultaneous inability to express themselves and manifesting as throat pain. Okay. Tell the story about my, because I was like, well, I don't have a lot of that, but tell the story about when I was getting separated before I got divorced and how I would lose my voice all the time. I think you just told it. Okay. True. But like, whenever I felt, whenever I felt like I wasn't being heard, I would yes. literally lose my voice and I would use tea tree or Maluka. Yep. Yep. Same thing, different, but like on my, in my mat, in my throat right. and it would instantly clear up. So what is, I mean, that's physical that, I mean, that's when I really started to go. It's all super, it's super all, integrated yeah, and you started making integrated. me blends for the divorce and all that stuff. But what, now I want to know what the emotional quality or the energetic quality of Maluka is. Yeah. So tea tree. So that's a perfect example because if you're a person who sees yourself as an integrated being, then you don't have to move through the physical, emotional, spiritual, right? Because, um, and it's interesting because I discovered tea tree for a sore throat before we got into the energetic space. Um, I don't remember. I have a video of my son putting tea tree. Like one day I was at homeschool teaching the little homeschool group and I by the way, I just put Melaleuca in my mouth and it still tastes as bad as it's ever. It's as gross as ever. Yeah. Why did I do this while we're recording? Ugh. I know especially because you need a bunch of water too. Yeah. I'm going to do that in a You're second. You're supposed to only do but, that with like four ounces of water at least. I'm supposed to be more hardcore, but I'm not, but I have a video no, no, of that's gagging actual, and going, oh, it's actually, actually what you're supposed to do protocol. is wash it down with a bunch of water. Yeah. I never do that. I mean, I don't always do that, but he, but anyway, he was putting it on my feet. I was like, all right, I'm going to do the tea tree in my mouth. And, um, I was like gagging and laughing how it tastes like trash, but 
an hour and a half later, I was out of bed and I felt amazing. Yeah. And, um, I get instant relief from a sore throat. Um, and I would say this is a really interesting one because, um, energetically it's very protective. So tea tree is very protective. It's super like everything that it does physically, it also does energetically. So it's very cleansing. It removes, you know, whatever. Um, and it also protects. And so for you specifically, you were feeling like you weren't heard and that was because you were kind of under attack. Um, and so the tea tree protects and takes away the pain. And so that's when we started really seeing like, oh, this is cool. Um, the energetic, and you would give me whole protocols. Like if I had cord or I had whatever, like you would give me whole protocols for whatever, whatever was happening and things that just danced in my life, like, like really like magic. It was so healing and so empowering to have those. And a lot of times I think to myself, like, I don't even know if this is really a thing, but I like having a blend or an oil that I associate with something that I want, um, or that I'm focusing on or whatever, because, um, I don't really care how it works. Like if it's, a placebo effect or if it's like just something where it's like I associate this but can you tell the wild orange story because I think this is one of the things that brings it all together the most for me the wild orange story but just how you think about wild oranges oh oh yeah yeah. wild orange is the oil of abundance oil of abundance so before I say that I want to say um the why and who cares why I was just talking the person that I was doing yoga therapy with today she was doing therapy on me Um, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how, why is sometimes not a very useful question. Um, because there's something that I've been like, not obsessed with, but thinking about a ton. And then it was so interesting because I saw someone post about it on Facebook. I'm like, this is so cool because this isn't something I've ever said before frequently. And then somebody just posted it on Facebook, which is, um, we all were inside our maternal grandmother that your mom is born with all of her eggs, which means the egg that became you was in your maternal grandmother's womb at some point, which is kind of insane to think about when you think about like epigenetics. Connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so sometimes the why might be because your maternal grandmother experienced trauma during her pregnancy. Like maybe that's why. So- Right, right. Time- like it's the, it's the same reason like when, when you're smoking when pregnant, it's not likely as likely to infect the child as it is to impact the next generation with, uh, with um, asthma. Right. Because you're flipping whatever, and that's not even just woo energetic. There's like a lot of an epigen- epigenetics, which right, is like flipping totally. switches on your genes. So I've worked with people um, energetically and I've done energetic work on myself too, where I, I tell experience and I'm like, why do you think that was? I'm like, who knows? But I did this and I had this experience and now I don't feel that way anymore. So who cares really? Like at I'm the end thinking, of the day, who cares? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. It works. But I'm having this moment where I'm thinking about like the first time I went to Italy and the guy who was running the, one of the little places that we stayed said, oh, if you're from Vitanto, like you'll feel it in your blood. And thinking that like my, my grandmother, you know, like she carried that And so of course, like there's something in that energetically, because that's how it felt like where, you know, like places that you just long for, or there might be something in that physically also. Yeah. And when you, so this gets a little geeky too, and this is a place, I don't know, this, here's my dilettantness coming out again. Um, 
uh, I loved uh, when you were nerding out on the bunny podcast. Um, <laughs> and then you were like almost a little embarrassed about nerding out. And I was like, you've never been embarrassed about nerding out. I can't even get you to be embarrassed enough not to tell me about video games. And it was so cute when I was listening to you almost like apologize. I'm like, it's not a secret. Everybody knows you're a nerd. I know. I just it's one of the things we love about you. And on and on about this dog, by the way. But we still have more things to talk about, Bunny. Yes, and she's getting a little brother. It's very exciting. Um, And his name is Now you're not going to tell that. Yeah, I'm not going to tell. All I know is is she's getting a little brother. His name is Otter. The end. End of the story. You told me at least eight more things, but okay. Well, I told you some of the shitty stuff people were saying to her on Instagram, which I don't want to talk about. But how Um, he's going to have his own board and how interesting it'll be to see. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he'll learn faster because you know how dogs will teach each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this has nothing to do with woo. And maybe it's just <laughs> even the woo woo point oh. Who knows what this is? Um, one of my favorite things to watch online is older dogs teaching puppies how to use the stairs. Oh, <laughs> I've you, never seen that. Oh my gosh, there's tons of these videos and it is so cute because they're clearly teaching and the puppy is learning. And one of the funniest ones is someone posted, not the dog and the puppy, just the puppy. And they said, our adult dog is a three-legged dog. And this is how our puppy goes down the stairs. And the puppy was only using three legs, like it would hop (laughs) and then it would step down and then it would hop. So the three-legged dog taught him how to do the steps. And he's like, yep. Okay. And he's holding his little paw in the air and he's like, hop, step, hop, step. So oh cute. God, I love that. <laughs> this is how you go down the stairs. I learned. I learned very good how to go down steps. Um, <laughs> when we had our dogs, we always talked for them. I'm sure everybody does that. Um, right. No, that's but, no. Yes. Um, and well, I'm not, you just called me a nerd and a dork. So I'm not going to dork anymore. Um, okay. Uh, could you please tell the story the fart story now that now I'm thinking about bunny I was like oh you have to you can't you're like cornered now no I'm absolutely not cornered oh are you talking about come on then we'll go back to woo the bunny fart thing yes oh like the fart jokes yes okay I thought you wanted me to tell the fart story which I was not going to do which isn't a story about me farting to be clear. <laughs> I don't even story. know what story you're talking about. The one that you tried to get me to tell on the podcast a million times and you made me tell it to you. So there was a day when she was driving across the state and she was completely frantic. And I don't, sadly, I can't even remember which frantic time this was. I think it's. That was right when we first found out about that Peggy, Peggy was her. And yeah. I knew that you just needed to number one, be focused and number two, be distracted. So I basically just told you fart jokes for an hour. (laughs) It was fantastic. It was longer than an hour. Be honest. (laughs) Well, I told the same, I told an hour's worth of fart jokes for two hours. It's really like, tell that one again. Oh no, I forgot to, I I can't believe I forgot. And then I tried to get Lynn to do a whole podcast called if you're going through hell, keep going, where I just had her tell all the funny stories and she refused. So everyone who ever we likes started. that wants to hear about it should we, we did. started it's recording true. that one and then we threw it away um okay it no so okay. Bunny, okay. Focus. I can't believe well that podcast was already over an hour so whatever but um <laughs> I forgot to say how bunny ta- talks about farts and she says poop play and it took a while <laughs> by the way bunny's mom's name is Alexis I looked it up today um she said, I think that means fart. And she said like the dog would fart and kind of smile and then go poop play. And then she started calling out the people. 
like she goes mom poop play and the mom's like yeah sorry my stomach's upset excuse me (laughs) that's so great like I think it's fantastic it's just very very funny she also says uh sound settle when she wants people to be quiet like if the cat if the cat is meowing and she'd be like cat sound settle like shut up it's a way to tell people (laughs) to shut up (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna teach if we get fat baby buttons he's just gonna have a shut up button oh okay I'm not gonna do a second podcast about bunny but this is a cat story and I know you're kind of secretly a cat person yes so no a- no I'm just applying it to <laughs> fat baby there's a cat in the family named uni and bunny wants to be friends and uni kind of doesn't want to be friends so there's kind of some tension and <laughs> he had she had a cat button and they finally introduced a uni button so she could distinguish between cats and this cat Um, and she's been working on family the word family so she says family and the dad says yes bunny family mom family dad family we family and then she goes over and goes and and uni dad (laughs) (laughs) like you forgot and also the fact that she said dad like the way we say names to people, she, you know, yeah. in the, and, and twice forgot uni. That's awesome. Okay. All so right. Back to woo is... and, and oranges. Everyone gets a little glimpse into what our conversations are like. They're like these crazy trees where we're like, okay, we're out <laughs> six branches and we have to step back to the trunk and remember where we were. Um, so <laughs> we never um, forget. We're very good at this. <laughs> like backtrack, backtrack. So you were talking about longing for a place. And I was about to say, even if you're not woo, there's a lot right now in, um, in uh, theoretical physics and string theory and stuff that backs that up that, yeah you know, the, the interconnectedness of things and energy and energy and matter being basically the same thing we know and all that connectedness. Like, um, I mean, I have a a best friend from high school and, uh, when we were super connected, um, I used to always know when he was going to come over, he would just drop by and he would call on the way. And I'd be like, yeah, your cookies are almost done. He's like, what? And I said, I know you're coming. And, and at first it kind of freaked him out. And then he was like, okay, whatever. This is just, I don't know why. Right. Like it was just a connection we had. That's how it um, was. Yeah. And I still occasionally have, um, dreams about him. And, um, the most recent one I had, I don't want to tell too much cause this is not my business, but, um, I had a dream and I, and this kind of gets into me recently discovering the prophetic gifting too, which comes into the oils and the energy and the woo, but I had this dream and I was telling him about it. Um, as just kind of like, Oh, I had this funny dream about you. I just thought I would pop in and say, hi. I mean, I do the same thing. Like when I hear Def Leppard on the radio or whatever, I'd be like, I was, I I was thinking of you because I heard the song and he's like, Oh, um, you know, this thing we were kind of haha texting back and forth. And then I said, well, actually this part of the dream was blah, blah, blah. And he, it, it was about something that was happening in his life. Like I had a dream about something that was actually happening in his family. Um, and it's just something like whatever connection we formed in high school still exists over whatever waves of whatever that I can pick up and have a dream. And like, it's not like, there's not just to be clear, there's nothing inappropriate or anything like that. There's no like weird Uh side, whatever, but it's just (laughs) connection. No, don't make a joke about that. Cause I'm I'm just teasing. It's true. Um, And, and both happily married. Like there's no whatever. No, I've never heard you say anything even. And it was never like that to begin with. Right. And so whatever connection there was still exists, 
you know, yeah. all these years later. Um, so anyway, uh, you wanted me to talk about Wild Orange. So anyway, yes, that please. like the connection to the place, there's all kinds of string theory, physics, we're playing around. We as humanity are playing around with those ideas. Okay, so every oil has an energetic signature. This is, once you accept this part, like that's the woo piece. That's the woo. Then you can go as woo as Lynn ever wants you to go. No, actually you don't, once you accept that woo premise, you don't really have to be woo after that. If you accept that premise, then the rest of it is really just physics and and physical. It's true. It's how I can go down all the roads with you. And I never feel like it's out of alignment or more woo than I am or think of myself because this makes perfect sense to me. And it really is just integrated. Right. So we as humans exist in the space with plants. Like we live on the planet with plants. Um, We've co-evolved with plants. Um, And we know that that's actually true in a lot of ways too. Like plants evolve along with their, um, their pests and their pollinators. And like they change like they change based on their pests and pollinators and their pests and pollinators change based on them. So it makes sense that we as humans existing on the planet with plants. So every plant has some kind of energetic signature expression, whatever it is. And the clearest one is wild orange and wild orange is the oil of abundance. So energetically, when you're using wild orange, your body interprets it as abundance. And it makes total sense because if you think about being in, in an orange orchard, so your brain lives inside, you know, your bony skull, it has no access to the outside world and it depends on your senses to tell it what's happening. So if I'm in an orange orchard and I'm, and it's full of ripe fruit and I'm smelling that, what I'm telling my brain is there's a ton to eat here. It's very healthy. You know, oranges are, are like high in all kinds of vitamins, really good for me. It's high in energy because they're pretty sugary. Um, and so my brain is like, okay, cool. I can relax. There's everything I need right now when I'm in the, when I'm in an orange orchard, right. It's just right. taking in that input. So when I use wild orange oil, I'm like neurohacking because I'm smelling the orange oil, which is made from the peel of the orange. And my brain's like, sweet. I'm in the presence of all kinds of ripe, healthy fruit. It's ready for me because wild orange smells super juicy and ready to eat. Um, and so your brain can be just like, yeah, there's abundance here. There's no scarcity. I've got everything I need. And that's the most accessible one, but every oil that we have, every plant really that we get the oils from, we have some kind of co-relationship with them. Yeah. And that it's really, and that's probably good. the woo part. Right. And so then what you and I started doing was exploiting that at a really deep level, like not so wild. A lot of people find wild orange, like really centering whether you're depressed or anxious or whatever, it just pulls you in the middle because you can just relax and chill. It's like brings you to homeostasis. Um, And so we were using it like that a ton. Um, In fact, I just did an energy shot just before, which is wild orange and peppermint, right? To kind of pull myself in and perk myself up a little bit. Um, But you put it in your hands and then like cup one under the other and make like a straw and kind of huff it through there. Yep, and sip it in. Um, But then you and I started diving really deeply into that. Like, like if, well, which story do you want to tell? I mean, whichever is the most entertaining. I can't (laughs) even think of one. None of these are that funny. See, that's, this is the problem. Like the woo, the first woo podcast, that was the day we had a terrible time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have to admit, I think it's really funny too, even though I'm the one telling the stories. Um, I'm glad you're finally able to appreciate how funny you are. (laughs) I feel like I I shot my wad on all my funny stories on that one. (laughs) 
Um, well, then we should just call it a day. I can't think of any of these that are funny. They're mostly like astonishing and amazing and kind of crazy. Okay, give me some options. Well, there's the hook removal. No. That we are, did I already <laughs> tell that one? No. I don't next. know, but I do feel like we've next. talked about that before. Next. Um, there's my Heli Chrisom story, which isn't funny. It's just profound. Um, there's all the protocols. But isn't that just physical? No, no, that not, not the sinuses, the, um, the deep pain one. And and now we're being all mysterious. No, I can't tell. Yeah. I'm like, just what about the one with the beaver and the flowers? (laughs) No, that one's not good. Skipping through the beavers. (laughs) Uh, We have all the protocols. See, none of these, there, a lot of these blends are a lot of these energetic oil stories are like delightful and fun. But I mean, the first time I started using oils energetically, I practically had a nervous breakdown. So it's, there's really, that's not super funny. (laughs) It might be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm exaggerating, but only a little bit. Um, because it just started, like we started using it to just really get into the deep spaces and those spaces are, it, it's a holy secret space. It's not funny. No, and I remember you telling, like, when you say Heli Chrism, like, I don't even know what story you're talking about, but I remember one time you told me to put Heli Chrism on my crown, like the crown of my head for like, for weeks, like for really deep healing. Yeah. And it was like a very, like, I don't consider myself like, you know, I don't float through life. Like I'm not you know, I like everything very orderly. There's no like woo around me, but the physical, emotional, like reaction I had to that was so powerful. Yeah. It pulls deep. It, it pulls deep. It draws out deep emotional pain. So those yeah. stories are particularly hilarious. <laughs> and but I can't... even now, like you made a blend for our wedding, which is, I mean, all the stories about oils that are my favorite, mostly involve things you made for me, but I have that blend with me because John's not here and I use it like inside of like staying connected to him and just seeing it and like the intention of like these are all of both of the parts of us coming together even though we're not together right now and it's really provocative yeah and that blend was actually created that way because we created it during your wedding ceremony we actually mixed well not the physical one you have I mixed that for you but we actually mixed the oils. Like I chose oils that represented what John brought to the partnership and oils that represented what you brought to the partnership and then what you were both generating. And then, um, I bought a very, and then cool, sex. yeah, that's true. There was some sex ones in there, the Jasmine <laughs> and the cinnamon. Um, and I bought a very cool vest that happened to have a pocket a vest makes me sound dorky. It's leather. With it sounds it. so nerdy. Like I'm right. just, I'm going to Photoshop a picture of you with like a pocket protector kind of vest. No. Already. My vest <laughs> was so cool. It was faux leather with faux fur. Um, anyway, I know. You're very so, cool. and then Continue. we mixed it, you know, for everyone who wasn't at the wedding, which is everyone pretty much. Um, we had, I had you put it on each other's heads and we mixed it in your hands, in hands. together. Yeah. Um, like moments, minutes before your marriage was created, like your, your two become one moment. Um, like and, in the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. In the ceremony. So yeah, that blend is super powerful because it really does represent whatever uniquely came into existence when you guys got and, married. And people really responded to that. Like 
we've never seen anything like that. Everything yeah. smelled amazing. What was yeah. that? Little old ladies. I had one little old lady ask me what my religion was. <laughs> um, like, well, I'm a Christ follower. I think she thought I was Indian. I'm like, no, I hate samosas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Not know if I even of Indian. I just don't like those spices. I just, they just, I'll have to try it again because there's not a lot of food I won't eat or don't like. And so I don't like there being things on the list of stuff I don't like. All right. Well then you should definitely, maybe I should give you some like, you should just come visit me in Salt Lake and then I'll give you all the, you can take me to tour. Yeah. Tour of India. Perfect. (laughs) In Salt Lake city, one of the whitest places in America, in the world. (laughs) Fantastic. I think the Indian food here is better than the Indian food in Denver, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. There's such a huge tech community in Denver that they've had a lot of brilliant immigrants who are Indian attracted to that community, but I've been very impressed with Indian food here. That's interesting. It's a funny thing to say. Like, I think the Indian food here is even better than it is in Denver. I was kind of expecting you to say like in India or something like that. And then like in Denver, (laughs) it just kind of landed like, well, that's still a pretty white place. Probably true though, that the Indian food, I mean, you know how you like your, you know, Americanized, you know, Italian food or whatever, like maybe that's not a real thing, but you do kind of get used to, you know, your Americanized Mexican food. And then you go to Mexico and you're like, this isn't like Chipotle or whatever, right? Like that's not Mexican food people. Well, and uh, I don't eat Americanized Mexican food where I live. I eat Mexican food. <laughs> we have, oh, it's I fair. Have so where I used to work, um, we have a place in town called Sace and it is freaking delicious Mexican street food. Um, and it's called Sace because it pulls together like uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, six. I have to count it out. Six different cuisines, <laughs> like six different okay. regions. Um, it's kind of funny because one of the guys that I worked with grew up in Mexico. He was born here, but he grew up in Mexico and he asked why it was called Sace. And one of the other guys, just to be a smart ass, it's like, because that's Mexican or that's Spanish for six. That's fantastic. But the food there is exquisite. It is so delicious. And it's like street taco style. Um, I mean, just like sitting here thinking about their, um, the one pork dish, I, I feel like I have to, and it's too late, it's closed now, but anyway, um, so I don't work there anymore, but I'm still friends with a lot of the people, and one of them texted our little group of, two of us work, don't work there anymore, and two do, but we're still on a group chat, and he's like, we had Sace today, and one of the new employees said, it tastes exactly the same to me as Chipotle and Qdoba, and we were the all hell? like, that is an outrage, <laughs> how dare <laughs> He should be whipped, whipped with a tamale Um, (laughs) because it's just, it's not, it's not Americanized at all. And I think he was just, I don't know, being an idiot. Um, Yeah. Okay. But we were talking about something else. We were talking about the oils and the energies and stuff and not being able to think of anything funny to say, because it is not, it's profound. It's like amazing. I mean, it's when I do these for people, there is sometimes like some lightness and some fun because um, the kind of life coach I am is one who will like kind of poke at you a little bit in a teasing, loving way. <laughs> and be like, yeah. Brody. Um, I mean, like I, I name the blends that I make and I can't tell you how many times people react with laughter because it lands it's kind so of perfect like, and it lands kind of like a light little 
uh, like a, like I'm teasing them, but in a sweet way, right? Like, uh, I, I'm thinking of one person in particular and she just like laughed and kind of put her head down on the desk. Like, yep, that's me. All right. <laughs> because the recognition <laughs> yes. is there, but the infect- affection at the same time. Um, but I don't know. What do you want to talk about this? It's almost time to wrap too. I feel like I know it's almost time to wrap up. I think it's really interesting that we talked so much about food and I'm just thinking about what a connection there really is like oils and, and all the integrated things like using plant medicine and all those things that really is not as disintegrated as we think about, even though we didn't really mean to riff about food so much, like the love and pleasure and connection that we seek in community and in nature and in the pieces that are integrated, like it's such a like wholesome experience. And I like thinking about it, not so much as woo, but like more really in the whole integration, but everybody listening to this podcast should be well warned that Lynn goes down some crazy trails. And I have a list of several things in my mind that I need to ask you if it's okay to talk about on the podcast, because I thought about even texting you and being like, can you talk about that? But there's like several. So we should discuss like, do you want to talk about that? Are you comfortable with that? But there's a lot of things from, you know, I know we can talk about prophetic gifting and teaching and you're getting ready to go to a training in California with your, one of your favorite churches that you did online last year. Yep. It's it's, last year I went online because of COVID and this year I'm going in person and I am super excited Although I will be using to tie in the blends, I will still be using my new normal blend (laughs) because I'm still freaking out a little bit about traveling. Um, Not because I'm afraid of getting sick, but because I just forgot how, like this last trip, I was using my new normal blend, which is a blend I made for reopening after COVID that has oils in it for like processing trauma and moving towards hope and remembering and reconnecting because I really, it was really very interesting experience on this trip that I never feel homesick if I'm with my family and Mm -hmm. all three of us were feeling homesick. And I realized like, it's kind of a limiting belief situation. Cause I love using oils for limiting beliefs too, for getting rid of them. And I realized like, yeah, we practiced normally a limiting belief is something you take on over a long term. And then you realize usually when you're a kid, right. And then you realize, oh, this doesn't serve me anymore. But I realized like last year, we really practiced the belief. The only place you're safe is at home. And I was happy to take that on because at the time it was true and it was good. And now I'm still, I don't want to say stuck, but that belief is still around and it doesn't serve me anymore. And yet my body doesn't give a shit, (laughs) right? Like I'm away from home and there's this visceral, like, I am not safe. I need to get home with the door shut. And it's not coming from any reality. It's coming because I practiced and I programmed myself so deeply. And so I've been using, that's a good example of using the oils because I've been using the new normal to kind of unravel that, that way of being. And and it's not mental. It's become visceral. Like I've integrated it so much it's become visceral. And that's where the energetic oils are really great because if you're just thinking something over and over, you can maybe use oils for that, but it's really more when you've taken it into your body and your deep knowing as quote truth, you know, little T truth that oils can really help unwind it. Um, and then on the other flip, um, oils energetically can, can install those deep beliefs too, in a way that is much faster. Like it's brain hacking, like a hack. Yeah. Yeah. That's neuro hacking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So. I have one more question that I have want to tie up from the last podcast about yes. woo, and then we can put a pin in. Um, I was thinking a lot about how you differentiated woo and mystery and woo is like being something that you could like understand. And I, I didn't, I was like, I really don't know what that means. Well, I mean, I was being a little tongue in cheek um, because like you've embraced mystery way more than I do. I like to know stuff. Like I like to understand. I like to know, like, like entering into the mystery, the mystery of God, the mystery of the universe, whatever you want to say makes me super uncomfortable. Like I like certainty. And so there are some places in my life. I like certainty too. I like to control lots of things. Yeah, you do. But you're right. And you, I think it goes back to your, I watched the Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Um, Am I saying that right? Yes. Anthony Bourdain. Yep. Anthony Beaver Um, documentary this week. And they said about him that he had almost an encyclopedic knowledge of everything, especially like movies and the world through, you know, the screen and that. I was like, oh yeah, I texted you at the time. Like, this is Lynn. She stores everything. Like how much I remember about wild orange, like exists, like wild orange equals abundance check. I mean, but you remember every single experience around it. So you're bringing that encyclopedic knowledge of things to it, but back to how you incorporate that into woo. Right. And so it's not just that though. It's also that like woo things explain stuff to me for good or for bad, right? Maybe there's some things that shouldn't be explained. And like I was saying, sometimes the why is who cares, but I, I find comfort in those explanations. And sometimes it's a place to be careful too, because sometimes it can be a false explanation. Like I think some, think about personality tests, right? Some people lean way, we both love them. We both love assessments and tests like that, but yeah, you can lean too far into it and be like, oh, everything is explained by my Enneagram, for example. Um, right. And it's really just kind of a, um, a touchstone or a, that's, a touchstone is even too strong. It's just like a place to look. Um, so for me, sometimes the attraction of woo is I love to just understand and make all the pieces fit together. And so sometimes if there's something that I don't understand and then there's like some like, um, like how strong like a lens, like a framework, like, oh, if you look at it like this, it offers something. Right. And like how string theory makes the fact that I dream about my high school friend make more sense to me. Like there is actually some kind of connection that's outside of our normal senses that is placed between us because we were very close, like almost like brother and sister at one point. Um, I don't know what string theory is when. I mentioned it already on this podcast. <laughs> I know, but I thought I knew. And now I'm like, no, I don't know. No, it's the theoretical physics thing that, uh, that there's like little strings. So this is something I only know a little bit about, but basically like little strings that connect all kinds of stuff together. And that, and that they are, um, the connections are irrespective of time and space. So if two things hook up in string theory, and then they move way far away from each other, they communicate as if they're still right next to each other. That is, is this true in science? Like, is this yes. demonstrable anywhere? So this is, I don't know exactly how many experiments and things it, it gets way down in like the crazy particle theoretical mm-hmm. physics. And you're pushing my limits of what I actually know and understand, but it originates in science, not woo. It's coming That's from cool. physicists. Yeah. Um, and it is like, I, I think there's a lot of times where the things that we think of as woo science just hasn't caught up. Yeah. When I was at 
diamond retreat with doTERRA last week that's one of the things that they were talking about like we know all these things experientially experientially mm-hmm. but we you know science takes so long to prove or understand something that you know if you're doing it right it's always going to be behind right yeah and that's actually a good thing um and i even read something from uh because a lot of theoretical physicists are playing around with the origins of the universe. And they said, sometimes we're so frustrated because we get to a place and we turn and then there's a theologian going, Hey, how are you? <laughs> I've been um, saying that forever. Right. Because like there is, um, there's a force that's just speculated in physics that holds everything together. Um, and it's speculated about just because we can see it's evidence of its behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Christ followers, we know the Bible says like, Christ, basically Christ holds everything together. And there is a thing that we know from a science standpoint holds everything together and we don't know what it is. And so us over here, we're like, well, it's Jesus. And to a scientist that sounds super woo, but you know, why? And, and maybe it's just our understanding of it, right? Maybe the way God described that to us and who knows, who knows how it actually works, but that's kind of where I love the woo. Cause I would love to know <laughs> what does that actually look like in reality? Right. And so sometimes I go into woo as a way. And I also pull woo and science together. And I don't know, like, it's all a mishmash in my head. That makes the best thing about this podcast is now I don't have to resent woo as much as I did before. How can you resent woo? I don't know if resent, but like I resist it kind of like feminism, like woo and feminism. Like, I don't really want to be associated too much with any of that. You're so weird. I know. It's all my, I don't even, (laughs) I, um, I saw something when I was at the store today that was like a, like a thing you hang on your mirror. What are those? Like a smell thing. I can't remember. What smell thing you hang on your mirror? Are you talking about in your car? An yeah, air it's freshener? an a car freshener. Thank an you. air freshener. <laughs> a smell <laughs> thing that you hang on your Beaver. mirror, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. <laughs> it's musky. It's a- it, it smells really musky. It's like a beaver. <laughs> I was thinking a bathroom mirror, and I'm like, what is a smell thing that you hang from your bathroom mirror? This is so ridiculous, but I wanted to buy this for you, but I knew we would never want any of these like fake you know, no, chemical never, things in you, yeah, but it says, I'm not the type of person you should put on speakerphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're welcome. That is the fucking truth. <laughs> F-bomb. Um, All right. Let's go. So I can go back to eating my samosa. Right. And I, I have leftover um, Hawaiian barbecue that I picked up today when I was getting, Eric asked me to get him take out sandwiches and there's a Hawaiian barbecue place right next door. And I came home with his sandwich and my Hawaiian barbecue. And he was a little sad, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> if you ever answered your texts in a prompt way, I would have texted you about this, but I wasn't going to sit around for 30 minutes waiting for you. He keeps his phone on silent. It's crazy. Yeah. I tried getting John an Apple watch to, so I could like call and it would alert him in some way. It would be hard for him to ignore, but that's only sort of work. Yeah. Well, and to be fair to Eric, there's a lot of places at work where he's not allowed to have his phone, but at home on a oh, Saturday, yeah. when I'm bringing you takeout food, you should be like, you should have it right there by close, you. Very close to your phone. Yes. He it's and I true. are four years apart, but we might as well be different generations. Decades. Yeah. <laughs> but Eric is very, very funny. So yes, we should is. keep him. He is. You do have to, you have to get him warmed up. Um, he's not true. likely to be super funny if you just sit down and meet him the first time. Um, you got to get him warmed up and then he's hilarious. 
Yes. All right. It's rude to eat in the ladies' room. So please, you would do that in a million years. But, but anyway, I totally yeah. would, right? Sit on the <laughs> counter. Everybody else is in the bathroom stall. Yep. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> How dare you, Lynn? How dare What's you? What's that chewing sound? Oh, I'm eating samosas <laughs> in here while I pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's Indian food, so you know you got to be close to the, Aww, to the facilities. Eh, All right, we'll see you. Up. Yeah, we'll see you next, next time, time in the ladies' room. In the ladies' room. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to catch us in the ladies' room. You can also find Lynn at A Spacious Life on Facebook, Instagram, and in Clubhouse. And find Allie at Five Billion Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn and Instagram. Thank you.